In today's broadcast, we're going to be looking at the necessity of Scripture, and then we're going to look at some of the confusions that are going on in our day, especially uh, things like homosexuality, transgender among the nations, the confusion that's going on. We're living in the days of Sodom once again, and we're going to go into Scripture itself and show you the reality of these things. Greetings. Thank you for tuning in to listen to Equipping the Bride podcast. I'm Brother Jason DeMars from Beaufort, South Carolina, a minister at Bethel Tabernacle. New episodes of this podcast are posted every Friday. You can watch this podcast on YouTube and listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you have any questions, testimonies, or prayer requests, please let me know at jasondemars.com. I also have free books and tracks available at my website, and shipping is free as well. May the Lord richly bless you. All right, want to get right into our subject. The thing that's been on my heart lately is you see such great deception going on in our day and age, and it's just heartbreaking to see, you know, you, you see this thing that happened just recently in Tennessee with the... Uh, Christians being targeted by uh, a woman who has gone through the testosterone treatment and the different things to try to get her to turn into a, a man, and it's just a delusion. And our our world wants us to accept these things as normal. Uh, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that this person uh, doesn't know their identity. They've grown up in a place and. And somehow they've been indoctrinated into a uh, idea or an understanding um, that is totally contrary to anything that makes any sense. Um, not only does it not make sense, but it's contrary to Scripture, and it's it's contrary to God's design. God made them male and female at the beginning. Uh, it's not hatred to say a person that's born with a male body parts is a man, and a person that's born with female body parts is a woman, to somehow enshrine and and say, this is... A normal thing. Um, people can choose what their gender is. Um, they feel like emotionally they're a woman, and as as even little kids, as young as three years old, going in to get puberty blockers and hormone blockers, and if they're girls, to get uh, injected with t- testosterone. If they're boys, to get puberty blockers and get in- injected with. Uh, implants and cut their uh, private parts off. It's a very sad and disturbing place we've come to in this world, and my my heart certainly goes out to them. I, I, I don't speak lightly when I say this is not something you should be doing. I want to speak directly. If someone who is dealing with this transgender thing, I want you to understand this is a spirit. This is an evil spirit. There, there are really demons in this world 
that are seeking to deceive and destroy and confuse you. God's word doesn't want to bring confusion. God doesn't want to bring confusion. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to point out there's a way to get free. Because the fact is, we're all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. We're not born good. We're born with an inherent sin nature. And every single person that's born on earth needs to repent and turn away from sin and turn to God. That's not just a word that goes out to, oh, the you know, the, the impression I think that the world has is you're Christians and your children are Christians, so you think you're good and you think we're terrible and we're evil. And they turn around and they, they say we're condemning and judging everyone. Look, there is truth and there is error. There is something that is real and there is something that is a lie. And God, by his word... He has declared it in his word, in scripture. If we can get focused on here. In the Bible, God has given us a map to live our lives by. He's given us a playbook to live our lives by. If you are in a situation where you feel maybe you're, you're, a, you're a man and you say, I'm, uh, I'm really a woman, or you're a woman and you say, I, I think I'm actually a man. I want to speak to you directly. There's a demon spirit that's lying to you. God wants to set you free. God didn't make a mistake when he made you. The Bible says that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. That you are specifically made by God in a very, very specific way, and that he watched over every aspect of you. I want to read this to you in Psalm 139. God made you, and he didn't make a mistake. He made you the way you are for his purpose, and his purpose for you is good if you'll receive that. Psalm 139. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully, verse 14, and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. The marvelous works that he's speaking about is you. Marvelous are his works. He made you as a male, if you have male body parts. He made you as a female. If you feel have female body parts, it's not a mistake. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unfully formed. And, thy and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fastened, fashioned when as yet... There was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Listen, this is how God, the creator of heavens and earth, thinks about you. If I should count the thoughts that you have towards me, God, they are more in number than the sand of the seashore. 
Think about that. God loves you. He wants to set you free. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Here is the truth. God made you as a man or a woman. You're thinking and you're feeling, I'm not what I was created to be. I feel like I'm something different. I'm telling you, there is a demon spirit that's lying to you, that's telling you that. God loves you. He made you as a boy or a man. He made you as a girl or a woman. And he wants you to be that, and he wants to bless your life that way, and he wants you to know how much he loves you, how much he cares for you. But you can't go on thinking that and going on in that direction. Suicide rates amongst trans people are the highest. Don't go that direction. Don't go that route. It's heartache and misery. It's not. It's a lie. It's not the truth. I don't hate you. I don't condemn you. But I'm pointing you to God's word. I want you to stay and listen with me. Now, scripture is the most important way that we look at life. And scripture is what we need to base our life completely on. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says this, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Scripture means the written word. The Bible. All 66 books. And is profitable for doctrine, that means teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Look, listen, every one of us need correction. So I might be correcting you specifically who's struggling with transgender. But all of us need correction. The Bible brings correction to all of us and and brings instruction in righteousness to all of us. And verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The Bible is given by inspiration of God. It means that it is God breathed. God breathed out by his Holy Spirit through his apostles and prophets, and they wrote the word to us. Look, let's look and see what Jesus says about the Bible. John 10.32, he says, uh, excuse me, John 10.35, it says, the scripture cannot be broken. In other words, the scripture needs is will be will always be fulfilled. The prophetic scriptures are going to be fulfilled. And when it comes to our the practice and the, our life, it must be based on scripture. We cannot break scripture. We cannot go against scripture. We have to follow scripture. Jesus holds the Bible up as the basis that we need to base our life, our teachings, and our beliefs. Matthew 5.18, For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. 
What is written in the scripture is all going to be fulfilled and nothing's going to pass away from it until it's fulfilled. Listen to what Paul says. Acts 24, verse 14, 14, but this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. So Paul believed everything that was in the word. So in those days, of course, we understand they had the what we call the Old Testament, or the Jews call the Tanakh. It's the law, the law and the prophets and the Psalms and the books of wisdom and history. Paul says, I believe everything that's written in the word. And true Christians believe everything that's written in the word. You cannot come to the Bible as modern teachers that are lying to you and saying homosexuality and transgender are okay according to God's word. They don't believe God's word. They are what we would call unbelievers. Oh yeah, they're in church, they preach, so on and so forth, but they're lying to you because they're not teaching according to God's word. Acts 28, 23, And when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him into his lodging, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets, from morning until evening. Again, here's the Apostle Paul. He's not coming and saying, I'm saying this, I'm saying this, I'm saying this. He is showing the people the fulfillment of prophecy in the Old Testament. This is what the prophet has spoken. This has been fulfilled. This is what the law has spoken. This has been fulfilled. His basis is scripture. His basis is not his own thinking. He's going by the word. Amen? All right, let's keep going. First Corinthians. No, let's let's look at Isaiah eight twenty, to the law, and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. If someone preaches contrary to the scripture, Isaiah the prophet says it's because there's no light in them. They have no light. Light speaks of. God's truth, God's reality. If they speak, if they don't speak according to the word, there's no light there. So now let's look at the what the word says about these things. Know ye not that the unrighteous, this is 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. This is the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul based what he taught upon the Old Testament scriptures. So what he's bringing here is nothing new. He's showing us clearly what is comes out from the law and the prophets. So we're going to read 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Okay, so now he's speaking to, he's writing to Christians and he wants them to understand if this is the kind of lifestyle you're living, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You're not going to go to heaven. You're not going to receive eternal life. Be not deceived. See, there's a deception going on and we have to go by the word so that we're not deceived. Because remember, if you don't go according to 
the law and the testimony, if they speak not according to the word, it's because there's no light in them. So be not deceived, the Apostle Paul says, neither fornicators. Fornicators is people who have sex outside of marriage. Nor idolaters. That's people that worship false gods. Nor adulterers. That's people who cheat on their spouse, their husband or their wife. Nor effeminate. Oh, what's this word? Nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Now, this is going to get real thick here for a second, so bear with me. This is scripture. This is the terminology Paul is using. So effeminate. This is from the Thayer's definition, malikos. It means effeminate, which we see that. It also could mean a catamite. Uh, that means someone who's had their, a male who, had, who has had their uh, penis removed. Uh, of a boy kept for homosexual relations with a man of a male who submits his body to unnatural lewdness, of a male prostitute. In pre-Christian cultures, in pagan cultures, they didn't have words like we do today uh, that talked about sex. For them, they allowed anything. It was very common for philosophers to keep a young boy to have sex with and to teach them. And many of the philosophers, they grew up being a young boy that belonged as a a sex slave to another philosopher. And they grew up and took that position of that philosopher. Horrible, awful. But But what this word is, is speaking of the one who is penetrated. So uh, it's horrible. But someone, this word is translated as effeminate. It means a man who wants to be penetrated. It's horrible. I'm sorry, but it's what the scripture says. All right. Then the other word that is uh, abusers of themselves with mankind. It means a man who lies with a male as with a female, a sodomite, a homosexual. And that speaks of the one who penetrates. So you, in, in sexual terminology, in Greek culture, Roman culture, pre-Christian pagan culture, they have the penetrated and the penetrator. I'm sorry for such plain talk, but we're living in such a, a horrible society we have to address these things, and I'm, I'm sorry. There's so many who people who are broken, so many people who are hurting, and we need to be direct. Paul is saying that the, the penetrator and the penetrated in, in homosexuality will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you're practicing homosexuality, the Bible says you cannot go to heaven if you're cheating on your wife, the Bible says you cannot go to heaven. If you are having sex before marriage, the Bible says you cannot go to heaven. You must repent. It goes on. First Corinthians 6.10, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. 
And such were some of you. I want you to listen. And such were some of you. You can't continue this way. If you're going to be a Christian, such were some of you. Some of you were fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers. Of, you were homosexual, homosexuals. You were thieves. You were drunkards. You were these things. If you remain in that condition, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. But if you repent, says, and such were some of you, but you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. They asked Peter on the day of Pentecost, what shall we do to be saved? Peter said, repent. It means turn away from the lifestyle you're living. Turn away from being a fornicator, idolater, adulterer, homosexual, thief, covetous, drunkard. Turn away from living that way and turn towards living according to God's commands and God's standards. This is Paul writing. Paul writing is scripture. That means that this is God. We'll say it this way. This is Jesus Christ speaking through and writing through the lips and the pencil of the Apostle Paul. So if you say Jesus never addressed homosexuality, you are a liar. You're a deceiver. Jesus is addressing it here. He says, in, in, and I'll tell you exactly what this, why that is Jesus speaking through the Apostle Paul in John uh, chapter I believe it. Uh, let's see. These things have I spoken unto you, John fourteen twenty five. Being yet present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever. I have said unto you. All right, that's the first one. So, number one, the Holy Ghost comes back and reminds us of what Jesus taught. And there's another scripture. I just want to find that. Excuse me and bear with me while I look. Yeah, John 16, verse 12. I have, I have yet many more things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak it of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. So, then Jesus goes on to say, A little while, and ye shall not see me, and again a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father. 
So Jesus is going to come back in the form of the Holy Ghost, and he's going to speak through to and through his apostles. So when the Apostle Paul is writing here, he was commissioned by Jesus Christ. Jesus came in the pillar, form of the pillar of fire and met Paul on the road to Damascus and told him, I will show you all the things you will suffer for my namesake. And he told him he would put his word in his mouth and that he would speak through him and send him to the Gentiles. So that's Paul. Paul is bringing the scripture, and, the, and Peter the apostle acknowledges this. An account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of things in which some are hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest or pervert, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. So this is Jesus speaking through the Apostle Paul. We're going to keep going. Romans 1, 18 through 32. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath shown it unto them. Now this is the process of sin. This is the process of sin taking hold in people's lives. And we have to see how this happens through the history of mankind. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it unto them, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So by observation of creation and the universe, man should be able to see God. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, so they couldn't re- they refused to recognize God in his creation. And when they did that, it says they became vain or useless in their imaginations. So they started imagining, th- imagining things and making things up for themselves instead of following what God's word commanded. And it says, because of that, their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise. They said, ah, we're philosophers. We, we know. We're, we're, we're writers. We've created religions. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an, into an image made like to corruptible man. You see, this is their creating idols and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this God caused God gave them up unto vile affections. See, now this is, this is perverse, vile, disgusting desires. For the, even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust, one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. So you see, as a result of their idolatry, what did they do? They turned to perverted lifestyle. It's against nature. For a man to have sex with a man he was not designed that way. It's against nature. You say, I have these feelings. Your feelings are perverted feelings. 
nature, which is God is the creator of nature. And what nature was designed to do was a man comes together with a woman. The body fits perfect together. And a man comes together with a woman in the marriage covenant when they're married and they become one flesh and a a little part of the man joins together, the sperm joins together with the egg. That can't happen with a man to a man. It's a perversion. It, it, it's sodomite is what it's called. Sodomy. A woman can't do that with a woman. It's just plain logic. Well, I love them. My feelings uh, for them are strong. It's perversion. I need to repent and be delivered from that evil spirit that's lying to you. And that's the thing that people miss, is we're in the middle of a war. There's there's millions of demons warring against millions of angels. And you're in the middle of it, and you're listening to demons and giving your soul over to demons to be tormented in this homosexual perversion. So, let's also read what Jesus said. Matthew 19, 4 through 6. And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? He didn't make them male and male. He made them male and female. What did, what did he do? He, God himself ordained marriage and said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore they are no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. And in Mark 10 he says the same thing. For, but from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. And they twain shall be one flesh, so they no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined them joined together, let no man put asunder. So God has made a man and a woman to complete each other. Their sexual organs complete each other. They can complete each other and reproduce each other. A man cannot do that. God did not make two men in the beginning. That is a perversion of the original. The original that God made was male and female. And that's clear from all of creation. Anything outside of what is the original is a perversion. A man and three wives is a perversion. You see that in the Bible, that that some of the men of God had multiple wives. It was the worst thing that happened to them. And God told them not to and commanded them not to. The king's were told not to multiply to themselves wives. It would be a horrible thing. But this is what they did. Polygamy is not of God. Sex with children is not of God. Uh, a man, you know, let's, let's look at Scripture. It's plain. Cross-dressing is, a, is condemned by the Bible. It's an abomination. It means it's something that God hates. Deuteronomy 22, verse 5, The woman shall not wear that which pertains unto a man, neither shall man put a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Drag queens and drag queens uh, uh, dance things that are going on in school, this is abuse. This is sexual perversion. It shouldn't be celebrated. It should be mourned. It should break our hearts. It's disgusting. 
God made a man to be a man. He made a woman to be a woman. He wants a man to dress like a man. He wants a woman to dress like a woman. A man that dresses like a woman is not right in his mind, and he needs deliverance from evil spirits. Anyone that's listening to this that may be under the temptation of these things, I want to pray for you right now. God loves you. God wants you to follow his program because that's where peace is going to be. If you follow God's word, if you if you repent, let's put it this way, if you repent, if you give your heart to Christ, you say, I, I, I'm not good. I'm a sinner. I have evil and wicked desires, and I've done evil things. But I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry, God, for those things. And I turn away from those things, Lord. You pray that. You pray that. You pray with me. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner. I've sinned against you. I've sinned against your word. And I'm sorry. I repent of those things. I turn away from that lifestyle. And I turn to you and I turn to your word, O oh God. Forgive me. Cleanse my heart and fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I ask it. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for me, get in touch with me. You need to be baptized in scriptural baptism according to Acts 2.38, which says, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you, to your children, and to them that's far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart. Don't push, put, don't try to make yourself good. You can't make yourself good. He, that's his job. He said, if any man be in Christ, and you get in Christ by being filled with the Holy Spirit, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Equipping the Bride podcast. New episodes are posted every Friday. I want to remind you that if you have any questions, testimonies, or prayer requests, please let me know at jasondemars.com. I also have free books and tracks available at my website, and shipping is free as well. Please, I ask you to remember the believers and the mission's work in the Middle East in prayer. May the Lord richly bless you.